Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me. Hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You got you a good cup of Joe and you're ready to go. We're wrapping up our series entitled, I Am, The Seven Things That Jesus Said. And today we're looking at the statement that Jesus said when he makes the statement that he's the true vine. And now to give you the backstory on this, this is hours after the start of Passover and Jesus and his disciples are sharing their last meal. Judas has went off to betray Jesus. Jesus is comforting the disciples with the teachings about mysterious things to come. And Jesus tells them that he's going to prepare a place for them and receive them soon, and the Holy Spirit will be their advocate. And he also drives the point home that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one can come to the Father except through him. And so he's preparing them. He's trying to explain everything to them on who he is, what he is, what he's come to do, what he needs to do, and how it's going to affect our lives. All right. And so if we look at John 15, uh, 1, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, also, I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain on the vine. Either you bear fruit unless you remain in me. If we look at verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I am in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you could do nothing. And if you do not remain in me, you are branches that are thrown away, that wilters, such as branches that are picked up and thrown into the fire and burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit and showing yourself to be my disciples. As I said, that's John 15, that's 1 uh, through 8. And what Jesus is trying to tell them is he's trying to set this up to understand that we need Jesus. We need to be a part of Jesus. We cannot be separated and away from the Lord and remain fruitful. Okay? Um, in verse 5, it, it it really drives this point home when he's saying, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you could do nothing. And let's look at it this way. Um Picture a, a large stock, um, we'll say corn, and all of the leaves, all of the, the corn that grows off of that is getting nutrients, it's getting support, it's getting everything that it needs from the main trunk. And see, that main trunk is, is Jesus, all right? And so if you take a branch and you separate a branch from a tree, it'll die, because it does not have the support, the nutrients, and everything that it needs. And that's what Jesus is trying to tell the disciples, that there's no way that you can go off on your own 
and be able to be fruitful, to be able to be a blessing to others because you're not a part of the Lord. Um, you know, Jesus tells us in, in many of the, the scriptures where he says, if you remain in me and I in you. And what that means is if we are a part of Jesus, if we have him in our heart where we keep him and that we can uh, communicate and live with the fact of having the Lord as our Savior, that we could do a lot of great things. But it, but apart from that, we can't do anything, all right? So, you know, branches that cannot bear fruit without a vine. Imagine, like I said, if you cut off a, a flower from a plant, put it in a vase, at first it's beautiful, and eventually it'll drop and decay, all right? Or if we pluck a bunch of grapes from the vines and we go to eat them, they're good at first, but if we leave them out in the sun and they're separated from the vine, they start to wilt, and as we know, they turn into to raisins, okay? The, we have to be connected. That's what I'm trying to tell you is we have to be connected. And this series that I've did has connected everything if you look at it, all right? If you look at it, and we go back to even to part one where Jesus says he's the bread of life, all right? Jesus said he's the bread of life because, as I've said in other episodes, he is what we need spiritually to fulfill us. He, he is what we need to fulfill that spiritual hunger, all right. Jesus said in, the, in another statement that he's the light of the world, and this is where he can drive out the darkness that's in your life, that's, that's um, surrounding you, that's uh, causing you great pain. He could be that great light. And Jesus also tells us that he is the gate and the good shepherd, where he's taking care of his flock and where the flock knows his voice. The, sh the sheep know the shepherd's voice just as we know Jesus' voice. And then we looked at the resurrection and the life. This is where Jesus laid down his life and he took it up again. And he was trying to explain to the disciples, even to us through the scriptures, that he is the resurrection and the life, that he is the way that we could live eternally. And then uh, last week's episode is the, the way, the truth, and the life. This is where Jesus is telling them, there's no other way to God except through me. And today we're looking at the true vine. And as I've said in previous episodes, I'll say again, this fits together like a puzzle piece. If you look at it, all these pieces fit together to give you a clear picture. And that clear picture is we cannot do nothing without Jesus in our life. There's nothing we can't do. We can try it. It will fail. We have to have the Lord in our life. That's what all of this ends up being. And this is what it ends up taking us to is if we don't have the Lord in our life, we cannot do anything. All right? He, we are spiritually hungry. We are looking at the things of this world to fulfill us because we don't want to follow Jesus. It's going to fail us. We're going to stay hungry. We're going to stay chasing things. Okay? Um, if we let the darkness surround us and we never let the light shine, then we're going to live in darkness, and that's where the devil wants us. All right? And if we don't listen to the good shepherd and we don't hear his voice, the predators are going to come and destroy the flock, which is us. That is the devil himself. All right. If we don't believe in the resurrection and the life and we don't believe that Jesus rose on the third day, then we are ultimately dead in our tracks. We're dead right where we stand because we are just going to return to the earth and that's it. 
And if we don't believe that that Jesus is the only way to God, then we are badly mistaken and really confused, and that's exactly what the devil wants. So I hope you can see how all of this fits together, all right? Because without being a part of the branch, without being a part of Jesus, we are going to wilter and die. We will not live. We cannot live. The carnal body, yes, it can live for however long it's it's going to be on this earth. Some people that's that's 80 years old, some people that's 90, 50, whatever the situation is. But uh, but apart from that, if we have Jesus in our life and we have Jesus as our Savior and we're following the word, then we don't have to worry about what's on this earth because we have a home in heaven and we have a home with Jesus. And that's more important than anything on this earth. I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know where you're at with following the Lord. And I don't know if if you are lost or if you have just gotten away. But I'm here to tell you, if you are a believer in Christ, but you have taken yourself off the branch, you have taken yourself away from Jesus because you're chasing something else, I'm here to tell you, you won't last long. It's not going to last long. You're going to find yourself out there on your own, and before you know it, you're going to be right back where you started from. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be lost again, because I believe once saved, always saved. That's the way I believe. All right, We can agree to disagree however you want to believe it, but that's how I believe. But I believe that we, as followers of Christ, we get away from the Lord, and we can get out on them strange roads, and we can go down those dark alleys, and we can find ourselves in a different land with the different people and chasing things. And before we know it, we're turned around and we're upside down, and we can't figure out where we're at. But glory be to God that we have a Savior, a loving Lord who is always willing and able to stand there and accept us back. He's standing there with his arms wide open to accept us back. He's standing there begging for us to come home, just like the the prodigal son. If you look through the scriptures of the Bible, you will see where, where different people in the Bible has gotten away from the Lord, but they eventually come back home. Because they they realize they are nothing without the Lord. And that's something we need to realize. And that's something that we need to look at and, and to know that if we cut ourselves off the branch or the, the, the trunk, I should say, and we get away from the Lord, we're going to end up with nothing. All right? We need to understand that Jesus warns us that some of the branches will be cut off by the gardener in his garden. A good gardener does not let fruit, and how can I say this? He's not going to let bad fruit sit on the vines. He's not going to let bad fruit sit and contaminate other fruit. So he's going to trim. And as the scripture says, he trims trims it and they take the... uh, the old remains and they throw it into the fire and they burn it up to get it away from the rest of the good vines. 
And that's what we have too. I'm not saying all Christians are perfect. We have Christians who are bad fruit. They're, they're followers. They may be believers, but they've, they've been pulled away. They've turned into bad fruit. And we may know some people like that. You may know some people in your lives that are like that, who are just bad fruit. Now, I'm not saying throw them away. I'm not saying cast them to the side. I believe that just like a, an old like plant that's wiltering and dying because it's been neglected or something has happened, I believe that you can doctor it. I believe that you could doctor it with, with giving it water and giving it nutrients and giving it what it needs and giving it sunlight and giving it love. But what I just described to all of you guys is everything that Jesus does. He gives us the living water. He gives us the bread of life. He gives us the sunlight that we need because he is the true light. And he gives us love. I hope y'all can see how that fit together. You can take an old plant with enough love, with enough things that I just spoke about, and you can bring that plant back to life. And that's what Jesus can do in every one of our lives. Because even the best Christians who follow everything and do exactly what the Lord says, we still have issues in our lives. And I'm not saying I'm perfect by no means. I have never claimed to be a perfect Christian. I have claimed to be a person who was saved by the mercy and the grace of the Lord. And I'm a follower of Jesus because of his love for me. And because I love Jesus that much. I'm not perfect. I sin and I sin daily and I have to ask for forgiveness just like every other person on this earth. So please don't think that you have to be perfect because there is no one perfect except Jesus. He is, was, was and is the only perfect one. We're just sinners who are saved by grace, who are going through this life, trying to do the best that we can. But we got to remain in the word and we got to be able to read the Bible because the Bible is what helps us daily. There is nothing in the Bible that we can't read and be able to make a connection to. I believe the Bible is the best greatest instructional book hands down because everything that you're going through in life has already happened to someone in the Bible and there is an outcome. Now, some people may have argued in the past that, well, it just sounds to me like a Hallmark movie because there's always a happy ending. Not always. Not always happy endings. But it's to teach us and sometimes to warn us. All right. I believe God put the word down to allow man to create, create it into a book so we could always have a way to read and understand what we're doing in this world. I don't care if it's 2021. The Bible is still relevant today. The word of God is still relevant today because if you look at the stuff that's going on today, and then you look 2,000 plus years ago, the things that were going on back then, it's very similar. The only thing that's different is the technology. 
or the way people dress or the way people talk, but their attitudes, their demeanors, everything is still the same. You have people out here that are still claiming to be a Christian, but not living it. You have people out here that don't know God, don't want to know God, don't want anything to do with it, that's out here causing havoc and chaos. And you have people who want to know about the Lord, too afraid to ask, will never ask the questions or whatever, and they're going through life searching, trying to cling on to whatever will help them. But as I've, as I've put together in this, this series, and as I've said, that what Jesus is, when he told us all seven things of the great I am, I'm trying to tell you today in the, in the wrapping up of this series, is we can tell people that Jesus is the bread of life. He is what they're going to need to fulfill them, to sustain them, to help their hunger, to help them all the way to give them the energy to keep driving on. And we need to tell them about Jesus being the light of the world because we have the light in us. If we are followers of Christ, we should let our light shine before others. We should help people shine light into their life and let them see that there's something else other than darkness. We need to tell them about the great shepherd who's willing to lay down his life for his flock, which Jesus did lay down his life for us. God had a plan and he carried that plan out with John 3.16. And we know by reading the scriptures, we know by, by looking at Easter that Jesus is the resurrection and the life, that the tomb is empty and it's still empty today, that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. We know that. We see that. And we know, we know and we should tell others that the only way to God is through Jesus. That nobody can go around Jesus, under Jesus, over Jesus, or bypass him in any way. You have to go through the Lord to get to God. And to be a part of the Lord, we got to remain on the vine. Because he is what supplying us of our needs, of our physical and our spiritual uh, desires. If we're willing just to follow Jesus and to turn it all over to him, our lives will be a lot better than what they are today. But we cannot do that. And we will not do that because we're afraid of losing control because that's who we are. I was very similar to that. And I find myself struggling from time to time on giving up full control and turning it over to Jesus. But I've learned throughout the years that I need to do that more. Because the more that I can trust in, in Jesus and the more I can lay it over to the Lord, the better my life is. There's nothing that Royce can do on this earth to make his life any better. Yeah, I can make more money. I can have more material things. But it's only a short time fix. It's not a long-term solution. The long-term solution is 
believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, accepting him as your Savior, taking your salvation, and knowing that you have a better place to go, and that place is heaven. So as I get ready to wrap up, I pray that you guys um, can walk away from this series, and I hope and pray that the Lord showed you something that you could take away from this and use in your own life. All right, I'm not going to ever sit here and say, I hope you learned something from me. It has nothing to do with me. I hope and pray that you learned something that the Lord shared with you that might have been just for you. And I hope this is what you're able to take and and go forward and, and share with other people. So I want to thank all of you guys, I really do, for following me for this series, um, the seven-part series. I'm looking forward to doing more series in the near future. Um, I will go ahead and tell y'all, with it being Thanksgiving about a week away, I'm hoping to uh, get a Thanksgiving uh, message put together, maybe something short. I don't know if I'll be able to do it on the podcast. I may have to do it on live streaming. Um, And if you don't know about that, by all means, follow us on social media, on uh, Facebook, um, Jesus and a Cup of Joe, or go to our website, jesusandacupofjoe.com. Follow us. Subscribe on the YouTube because I'll do some streaming um, this week to hopefully um, share some more thoughts of, of things that are going on. And if you haven't had a chance to check out the, the video streaming, by all means do. Um, I try to have a good time with it. All right. It's not very long. What I try to do is uh, the, the first part of the show, I like to share a little devotionals and scriptures. And then obviously... With college football season, I love to talk about college football. And then um, I have a segment I call the soapbox. And this is um, when I get on my soapbox and kind of talk about the things that are going on in this world. And then I try to always round it out with a front porch gossip, um, which is just just talking about the good old days. All right. So I want to invite all of you guys to, to check that out. It's on YouTube, uh, Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Just search for that. Um, I'm also on Facebook Live, and I'm on a streaming platform called Twitch, which is mainly for gamers, but they do have a talk show section. So just look up Jesus and a Cup of Joe in your search engine. It'll bring you to one of those sites. And i um, love for you to get on there and chat with me. There's always open live chats that you can, um, you know, talk talk to me on air and you know we'll we'll hold a conversation all right so i'm gonna get ready to wrap up thank you guys so much for following me supporting and uh just remember you always start your day with jesus and a cup of joe god bless